1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
0: It was about six months after my son was born that he stopped crying in the car enough for us to take the trip out to Pennsylvania and visit my in-laws. We'd had a nice week and we didn't want my mother-in-law to be sad that this little baby was leaving and she had no one to care for. And so we decided we had a solution. We were going to buy her ducks. We headed over to Tractor Supply. We found some ducks. We loaded them into that little cardboard box that they give you. It's kind of like a Happy Meal box. Except for when you open it up, there's not chicken nuggets. There's living ducks. We brought home six of the cutest, little fuzzy, quacking baby ducklings. She never forgave us. (laughs) Now, it's not that my mother-in-law doesn't love farm animals. She's got a big barn full of chickens. She's got guineas. Growing up, Kendra had goats and horses. My mother-in-law is no stranger to caring for livestock. But ducks? Ducks were different. Each day, we'd get a phone call from her. Ah, these ducks we got in the barn are making a mess. They're getting my chickens area all wet. It stinks every time I walk in the barn. Ducks are disgusting. The ducks didn't hardly make it a month. My mother-in-law found a farm that would take them and re-gifted our ducks. Could they be that bad? Were they really so awful? Was she making a big deal out of nothing? We decided we wanted to find out for ourselves. So a year or so later, we got ducks. We decided we wanted to get some egg layers and some meat ducks because we do both at the farm. We got an order of some giant peekings for meat and of course some khaki Campbells for eggs. We prepped our coop, eagerly anticipating the day the ducks would arrive on farm. They showed up and ducklings of course are one of the cutest things on the earth. And so we enjoyed getting them all settled in and taking care of them. But some things were very different day one with ducks. You see, we purchased ducks alongside of chickens at the time. We didn't know that's a basic noob mistake. Chickens and ducks should never be kept together because there's one big difference between chickens and ducks, and that's well, the obvious one. Ducks live and love the water and chickens don't. If you throw a duck in a pond, he's gonna swim around, he's gonna be loving life, happy-go-lucky. If you throw a chicken in a pond, it actually kind of goes stiff. That said, if you throw a chicken in a pond, you're kind of a jerk. And so our little ducklings raised alongside our chicks were making a huge mess of things, splashing in the water, making our brooders stink, wet, messy, mucky, yeah. My mother-in-law was not wrong to think that ducklings and ducks are messy and gross. At least that's how I felt. And so just a few months after our ducks had arrived on farm, much in the same way my mother-in-law had re-gifted hers, we posted an ad on Craigslist and off went our ducks. And we haven't had them since. You know why? Ducks are gross. <laughs> They're messy, they make things stinky in the coop, they get water everywhere, the water gets putrid and just disgusting. Yeah, I guess you can tell how I feel about ducks. They're on my no list. In fact, I don't even think this episode we're going to need a Accountant Mike. I'll give ducks a thumb down myself. But you can imagine the stern warning that I gave to my good friend when he came to me and said he was thinking of getting ducks. You see, my good buddy Pac-Man, as I like to call him, you can call him Joe, or you can call him Pac-Man, it's not an inside joke. Him and his wife Lauren were over for dinner, and they were asking us all about our farm and our animals. They were really intrigued. They wanted to start something of their own. And we wanted to encourage them because, as you all know, we love encouraging people to jump into the homesteading life headfirst. And so we said to them, listen, guys, we want to get you started. We're going to send you home with an incubator filled with fertilized chicken eggs. You'll be all ready to go. They were so excited. And we were excited because we love seeing people inspired and starting on a farm endeavor. The wise, informed homesteader that I was. I gifted upon them one bit of sage-like advice. Whatever you do, don't get ducks. We were very clear on this. I wasn't alone. Kendra agreed. No, no, no. Don't get ducks. They're gross. They're messy. Just be happy with your chickens. It wasn't but a few weeks later when we received the text from Joe's wife, Lauren. They'd found some ducks on Craigslist. Despite our warnings, they were getting ducks. The world that we live in is a crazy place, but you and me? Maine- it a little better we can live a more sustainable life we can become more self-sufficient we can get more connected with the planet around us and we can do all of this together so everybody cozy up it's time for another episode of homestead okay i just have to get in the zen first i'm I'm always in the zen (laughs) let's be honest (laughs) so we're sitting here with the pac-man long story we'll we'll put that in a different okay that'd be a good episode (laughs) how he got the name pac-man pac-man and his wife so recently i sat down with my buddy pac and his wife lauren and we talked about how their farm littlefoot farm all started that fateful day when they came over we handed them seven fertilized eggs and an incubator and we said go ahead get started they were both really excited they headed off to tractor supply to try to get some supplies so they could no, prep for the big know, hatch. I, um,
2: we stopped at tractor supply to get all of the stuff. Like
0: on the That's ride right. home?
2: <laughs> no. Uh,
3: no, Oh, no, Okay, later. <laughs> it, they were, they were, they were incubating.
2: Yeah, we had a couple days left for them and I got just overwhelmed with excitement.
3: And (laughs) so we're going
2: to tractor supply. And it was long after (laughs) chick days had ended and I thought.
0: You're thinking it's safe?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I I thought I'd ask like, you don't happen to have any chicks (laughs)
0: left.
2: And she's like, Well I have these three little bantams, you know. So I was like three? So yeah, so I was like, Hey, I'll take them and that's exactly how it happened. I actually (laughs) didn't
0: know that. That's a great part. So you went into Tractor Supply? And you were like, "Listen, yeah, I know it's not Chick Days, but you gotta have something."
2: But there's gotta be something in the back, right? There's gotta, be, always,
0: there's gotta be the bottom of the barrel here. My mom
2: always asked, like, "But in the back, like, what's in the back?" I know what you have in the store, but what's in the back?
3: So I had to ask,
2: like, "What do you got it rolling in the back?" And there? they had three. And they had three What were three they gonna left. do with them? I don't know because they can only sell. I didn't know they this. They can only sell them in sixes.
3: Premium. So, so no we way. so we just happened to to get past that and told her didn't know that
2: they only had three left. What were they gonna they do? Were
3: gonna,
0: they were gonna become. Did you get a deal? Buffalo Wild Wings. They were a
2: dollar, yeah.
0: Were they in her coat, Jack? Like, I got you, you know, three Not
2: in the store, jacket. but right here I yeah. got them for you.
0: Come, follow me <laughs> to my van. <laughs> Disclaimer. So lesson learned. When you go into Tractor Supply, always ask them, hey, what's in the back? And just like that, joe and lauren's farm littlefoot farm started a couple bantams and a few full-size chickens on the way but that wasn't enough for lauren the funniest part of all this is lauren is not exactly what you would call an animal person part of i think what's so fun about your guys story I've known Lauren longer than I've known Joe. Knowing how Lauren felt about nature, right?
2: Still hate it, by the way.
0: Oh, OK. So this is a thing still. Yeah. What was your line?
2: What was my line? Oh, yeah. I don't do nature.
0: There it is. Ever. And she I, really doesn't do nature.
2: Yeah, so I grew up in California where I had a postage stamp of land. And then, you know, we came out here and discovered ticks. So I was like, um, no, absolutely, this isn't happening.
0: Welcome to Connecticut. Yeah. So, doesn't California have ticks? No.
2: Well, oh. maybe in, like, the national parks, but Somewhere not anywhere where I lived. In the lived. zoo. Yeah.
3: Here we have a Connecticut Connecticut <laughs> tick. Yeah, you it's like a di- special You can get
0: disease and die from it. <laughs> So, no nature. None. But then you married
3: Joe. Yeah. Which, ironically, I I love nature and did a
0: lot of, like, hiking and camping. So, it all started with those three Bantams, really. And then yeah. the... Um, so, you guys, you started with the handful of chickens. Right. We're, we're sitting around talking with you guys, and here's your eggs, and, and chickens are great. And we're like, whatever you do, just don't get <laughs> don't ducks. Don't get ducks. <laughs> Right? <laughs> So and, how then, long did and, they,
3: and and Miss, I don't do nature, said, let's get some
2: ducks. I need ducks. My mom had, my mom, if you know my mom, she hates all things, nature, animals, like even worse than me. She just hates <laughs> so. everything about farm life. Um, but growing up, she had a duck.
0: Before we go on with the story of Lauren's mom's duck... I want you to note something because it's gonna happen like five more times in this episode every single person I interviewed for this story has one duck that changed their life this duck enters the picture and suddenly they go from a normal human being to what I refer to as a duck person this event I like to refer to as the abduction You see what I did there? Let's listen to what Lauren said one more time. I want you to catch it.
2: Um, but growing up, she had a duck that would meet her at the bus stop and walk her home from school. And his name was Donald, and it was apparently adorable. And so she always would tell this, like, really lovely story. And I thought, well, sure, I don't go to school, but I'd like a duck to meet me at the bus stop. <laughs> so so I was like, Joseph, look at how cute they are. Look, I found them on Craigslist.
4: <laughs>
0: and, and I'll try we were, anything once. Uh, yeah. We got ducks.
2: Yeah, I just loved him.
0: Certainly less creepy than alien abductions, but no less life-changing.
2: My grandma, because it was cheaper to raise your own meat, um, she would raise the animals and kill them and all of that kind of stuff, which is why my mom hates it so much. Hey, that's why she hates it so much. She doesn't, she she didn't like
3: that experience. But
2: Donald was the one that always gravitated toward my mom, so he got spared, you know, someday. Here's
0: another common thread to these abductions. These people, these homesteady people who learn to raise ducks and start doing it for food and feeding their families. That one special duck, that one always gets spared. Maybe ducks are smarter than I'm giving them credit for.
2: Yeah, so you're you know supposed to get them in three, but I couldn't commit to six, but I wanted more than three, so we settled on it, four. Is
0: that a rule? It's, get ducks in threes. Yeah, you're supposed it's, to
2: have one male to every two females. Oh, okay. So a drake, one drake to two ducks.
3: Yeah, little in fact: a drake is the male, and a, a duck, duck is, a is female. A female. See that? So when people see like, oh look, all those ducks, it's like, no, it's not all ducks. We're, this... we're
2: duck people now, so we're like, they're not all
3: ducks. <laughs> a, um, um no. Do you see ducks. his tail curling? That's a drake, <laughs>
0: people. Do you hear that? Did Did you catch what they just said? They're duck people now. They've been abducted. There's no hope for Joe and Lauren. We tried to warn them about the dangers. I remember. I remember talking with you guys, two different occasions. There was one occasion after you got the ducks, and we were like, "So, how's the ducks thing going?" And we're like,
3: yeah. "You know,
0: we've already done the ducks. We hated them." <laughs> And you guys were like, we "Oh, that's dogs. right, that's yes. right!" Because
3: we were, they were uh, brooding them in the tub. In the that was the tub. worst
0: thing ever. We so kept this the ducks must have. All right, this must be where we had the this. This is where it was. Because I remember thinking, like, you know, we yeah. said whatever you do, hoard
3: <laughs> we them. We were right. Don't get ducks. And then we're like, so how's the duck thing going? It was like,
2: <laughs> why did we do this?
3: What in the world? <laughs>
2: yeah, um, ducks are the worst. They're the messiest creatures that she is, says
3: because on one note she'll say the worst of them though she said the best best oh, animal it's true. Ever. no
2: I, I do love them <laughs> but they're the worst to brood because yeah, they, to, they yeah. have to have water and in order for them to have water they have to splash it all over everything and you
0: guys did this inside yeah, yeah. oh and it's where bath,
2: in, in the bathtub
0: downstairs in our spare ba- bathroom like in, bathroom. in an actual bathroom
3: yeah like i took there was we had a, a shower and we had a tub and I put a plastic Painters. liner yeah. in it so we could, when we're done, we just roll it up and we're done. Yeah.
0: So I want to make sure you're catching this. They brought the baby ducks into their bathroom and brooded them in, in the bathtub. This is not something normal people do. This is something duck people do.
3: At first, it was like, oh, look, we, we were like holding each other. Like, it's like, look, look how the cute they the are. <laughs> it it's amazing. So and then after probably about two days, these, two are, the worst. Days. these <laughs> are the worst things ever. they had ever. to
2: be in there for like weeks. And it was just... Six
3: weeks, right? Or four yeah. weeks. Uh, we moved them, about out. About we moved them yeah. out a whole lot sooner because <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out. Why,
0: Why the bathtub?
3: <laughs> uh, because this was a last minute decision. Because I love my wife. And no.
2: and Joseph likes to do things like he likes to prepare and like with his bees. Like he likes to. And yeah. then and then he'll go for it. Well, Whereas little I'm little like, disastrous. look, they're cute. Let's buy a dozen. Yeah,
3: and and then mean. I want to
2: have,
0: have everything ready, ready for them. Home, no.
2: And I'm like, what did I do? What should we put them in? I don't know. Do you have a cardboard box? I don't know. What do you. Yeah. So that's. Yeah.
0: If you're deciding to get ducks, one of the things you're going to notice in today's interviews, those of us who jump into ducks, myself included, things don't turn out so well. When you prepare, things turn out much, much better. That's pretty much true for any animal you're going to bring onto your homestead. But it worked out for Joe and Lauren. As time went forward, they were able to get the right infrastructure in place for their little duck flock.
3: Um, But we were working on this one project, and this whole project, the the neighbors, there was this treehouse. Like, it didn't look great. It was on tree stumps. Like, they had it all up on tree stumps. He's like, you can uh, take this treehouse with you. You know, you can throw it away to wherever you want. I was like, oh, okay. So then I ended up taking the taking the treehouse as a as a coop. I was like, this is perfect. Hey. <laughs> This is a family podcast cuz on the inside what was it is it 420? Yeah. You can talk over, yeah. 420 is it's I think in that in that, mar, in that marijuana or whatever. Yeah, it smelled like beans. incense in there. Oh, there was so like disgusting. a a hammock in there and it wasn't a very big <laughs> no it's not. it wasn't a very big treehouse. <laughs> so these were probably smaller either midgets or midgets. <laughs> Or young children who were doing things that were
0: not what you would call appropriate for their age group. So anyways. Wait, we're talking about like Greenwich, Connecticut. Greenwich, and Connecticut. there's like this gang of pot-smoking midgets.
2: <laughs> okay, so. The, Spray painting. I won't say their through. names
0: because
3: people were like, oh, let's Google this. <laughs> Little people, yeah. big hash. Um. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So now the ducks had a coop, they were out of the house, and into the farm. And as soon as the ducks were outside, the abduction process was complete. No longer did Joe and Lauren care about the mess, or the smell, because now they were outside. So we did we did revel in that. We were <laughs> like, alright, we warned them they were gross, uh, and they said they later. were gross. But later something has happened since that period of time oh we love ducks just a week or two ago I saw on Instagram a picture of another what is it half dozen eight eight, eight? so hoping. something has happened since that gross bathtub <laughs> now you guys got more ducks
3: well, why why well, don't we just we love ducks I don't know it's just like it's their demeanor because chicken chickens are dumb and I called the the ducks were like the mafia of the pen because they they were the boss. Like, yeah. the chickens didn't mess with them, and if the chickens were getting too rowdy, the ducks would, like, come in and start Break beating up, up on really? chickens. Yeah, yeah, there was too like, no with fighting, and they broke it up. Yeah. No way. Like, they don't, yeah. they're like, no, not in our house. They keep things peaceful. I don't know, it's just, we just love ducks for the pure fact of watching them. Yeah. The fact that they lay eggs is great. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah. eggs are amazing. But, yeah, we, we just like having ducks. So I don't know if our
0: argument's going to be very good for people who want to buy ducks. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, you guys are now officially in my book, Duck People. <laughs> I can't tell you how many duck people. <laughs> I say this with we're, love. We're
2: a community. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. duck people have emailed or, or Facebook or whatever commented, like, like threatening, like, do ducks or else, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll be like, oh, well, we have chickens and I like chickens. They'll be like. No. Ducks are so much better because... And then, like, you can see in the typing, like, I hate chickens.
2: For me, I'm not making a lot of money off of the animals, so I have to just enjoy them. I just enjoy watching them. I think they're hilarious, you know, just to watch them play and all of that. So for me... I get the duck eggs as a benefit, but I like to watch, just watch them. Jack, our three-year-old, gets attacked by the chickens every time we go out. The ducks have never attacked him. So, for me...
3: Portland. I Family-friendly.
2: Yeah, I just like having them. Um, he likes to feed them and play with them. Yeah, so,
3: okay. Imagine a chicken's pecker.
2: Oh, don't even... <laughs>
4: Joe, okay. They're called live, beaks, okay. Joseph.
3: <laughs> I had to say that. I had to say that because Why it's so true. Why would you do that? Okay. All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> you know I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I hope you are. All right. So anyways. Oh, no. so imagine. Like if you imagine. I want to make a bumper sticker. <laughs> imagine a chicken imagine specker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> when have you ever in your mind be like, okay, I want to... Put some feet in my hand and feed a chicken. No, you look at their their beaks and it's sharp and looks like it would hurt you and draw blood. A duck, you know, it's their bill. Like it feels like someone's tickling your hand, and they will. (laughs) You're just thinking pecker. That's all you're thinking about. (laughs) It's a tickling pecker. (laughs) right, sorry. (laughs) Okay, but with with the duck you can pick up the feed and they'll come to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always joke that Joe's a little brother I never wanted so (laughs) to a lot of people So as these duck people often seem to, they had a little bit of trouble putting it into words as to why they choose ducks over chickens. But I think Lauren summed it up best.
2: My parting words would just be get ducks. Get, d- get ducks. Chickens.
0: And then you can join the the movement of schmucks for ducks.
2: That's right. We're gonna ha- we have to hashtag.
3: I'm gonna now. I gotta take a picture. Print stickers, hashtag, guys, and I'll sell. #SchmucksForDucks Schmucks, for ducks.
4: <laughs> schmucks but, with ducks. With ducks. Sorry.
0: Special thanks to our buddies at Square Globe Studios for help with that segment. We were able to record it in their custom-built podcasting booth. More special news to come from our buddies down at Square Globe soon, uh, but go check out everything they're doing. Go to squareglobestudios.com. Thanks to Rhett for the use of the sound booth. And thanks, Rhett, for sitting at the computer and monitoring our session. That was great. Also, thanks to Lauren and the Pac Man from Littlefoot Farm. If you want to check out everything they're doing, search Littlefoot Farm on Instagram. And of course, if you're a duck person too, make sure to share your picture with them. Hashtag it schmucks with ducks. Sometimes this abduction process begins with fair warning, just like with Pack and Lauren. We warn them of the dangers they decided to play with fire. Other times this abduction can happen suddenly, unexpected, and out of nowhere. Like it did in the next Doing good. story. That's great, man. I'm so bummed we couldn't do this in
5: person. Hey, I was I was skiing in Colorado, so this God. is
0: Roy Sharp.
5: Oh, Winter Park. I used to live out there, actually.
0: Roy is a professional chef, a ski bum in a past life, a homesteading pioneer, and of course, a duck episode. person. And I gotta say, man, you duck people, you guys are an <laughs> army, the most chicken slamming, uh, duck defending people <laughs> <laughs> in the battle that is crazy chicken ladies versus duck people, Roy could be considered at least a level of, I don't know, staff sergeant.
5: Ducks are goofy, you know, they are, they are funny animals and I just started referring, you know, they just do funny stuff and I just started referring to them as the duckleheads. You know, when they did what, you know, it's, it, instead of knuckleheads, it was duckleheads and and it just stuck. So, and I was thinking of a name for the farm I'm, I'm just going to call it the ducklehead ranch.
0: Like most duck people. Roy never had aspirations to become a duck farmer, before the abduction that is. In fact, the whole idea of being a farmer is kind of contrary to Roy's personality. He likes to move constantly.
5: Lived all over the country too and definitely had the gypsy blood in me early, just moved around a lot, couldn't figure out where I wanted to settle. That's the nice thing about the restaurant business is you can get a job anywhere.
0: Roy was a young man looking to buy a car and the quickest job he was able to find was washing dishes.
5: I fell into it, it was my my first job when I was 15 years old, was as a, was as a dishwasher and prep cook, and it was just downhill from there. <laughs> and I've always liked to cook, even as a kid, you know, I was always in the kitchen when mom was cooking stuff, and just started, it was just a job, It's was just busting suds. And then I got into it, started off as a dishwasher, and then moved up to prep cook, and it's in your blood. I think the restaurant business is definitely in your blood.
0: And so that first dishwashing job, just what he needed to buy a car, shaped the rest of his life. How many of us, our entire lives are shaped by that very first job that we get? When you look at Roy's life, that job as a dishwasher shaped everything, including his future as a duck farmer.
5: My fiance, she's actually from eastern Pennsylvania, and she... Uh, Roy's
0: fiance gets a job opportunity in western Pennsylvania, and so they take it without knowing what Roy's going to do for work.
5: Uh, basically, yeah, I just started started working back in restaurants and uh, ended up at a Ruby Tuesday. I just went in as a cook, but uh, because of my experience, as soon as there was shortly thereafter, I would say, an opening for uh, for management.
0: And so a somewhat random series of events leads Roy to the position as manager... At Ruby Tuesdays, where now he's in the back and front of the house.
5: You know, you're greeting guests, you're dealing with coupons, you're troubleshooting if they have a complaint. You're pretty much in charge of everything. You're super, you know, you're, you're helping out the wait staff, you're helping them around food, you're just basically jack of all trades and just overseeing the whole ship. It was a Sunday of Martin Luther King weekend. And so I go in at uh, nine o'clock in the morning and I came in the back door and there's a clipboard on the wall where the the like the night manager from the night before would leave notes. And I see the clipboard on the door and in great big letters, it says, duck. So I'm thinking like, duck out. So I look at the general manager, Denise, and she, I'm like, "What's, what does this mean? She goes, go to the front door, just don't open it. Okay, so I walk out there, and there's this Pekin duck. They don't look anything like a wild duck. If you've seen the Aflac duck, that's a Pekin. <laughs> now, I didn't, I've heard of Pekin ducks, and I knew that they were white. I didn't know, I had never raised ducks before. I dealt with ducks before as a chef.
0: Roy would soon find that dealing with ducks as a chef, and dealing with ducks on your restaurant's front porch, is a very different thing.
5: And apparently he had been there since the night before. Uh, I guess they called animal control and they're like, it's a duck, you know, it's no danger to anybody. We're not coming at 11 o'clock at night. So he'd been there all night long. So I'm like, okay, we can't have him here because, you know, if we open up the door for business and you have a duck walking in and walking through the dining room, I think the health department would frown on that.
0: So now Roy has to do something about this duck, because remember, that's his job. He's got to solve the problems at the front of the house.
5: Uh, in the same plaza, it was a Ponderosa that had, was, had gone out of business, and it had a porch, so I'm like, you know, I'll just shoot him over the Ponderosa. Uh, easier said than done. This duck was pretty wily. I would chase him off the porch, he'd go into the bushes, I'd go into the bushes, he'd come right back to the porch. After about a half an hour, I managed to get him over to the Ponderosa. We opened for business and over the course of the day, he comes waddling back. I was getting such a kick out of him. I was, you know, when we had little kids coming in, I look out the window, it's like, look, there's a duck out there. I just became enamored of him. He, He was just cracking me up out there.
0: Anybody else seen abduction coming here?
5: Where did this duck come from? It was the conversation piece of the day. It was great. Especially with it being with it being a holiday weekend, we had a lot of people coming in, a lot of families, little kids were just loving it. Like anybody with families or small children, we were making sure to try to seat them on the side of the dining room where they could see this duck because you know how kids are with animals. They were just loving it. Finally the the Humane Society shows up. Like, okay, well we come to get the duck. I'm like, Well, what are you gonna do with them? They're like, We don't know. We deal with dogs and cats. We have no idea what to do with a duck. They'll probably just euthanize him. I'm like, nah, you know, I live on a farm. I'll just take him home.
0: And just like that, Roy becomes a duck person. He realizes he needs a name for his newfound friend.
5: So I brought him home. You guessed it. Named him Ruby because Ruby Tuesday.
0: Does Ruby Tuesday serve duck?
5: No, they don't. <laughs> they
0: don't. But as we know, bringing ducks home is the easy part. It's caring for ducks that makes things more difficult.
5: I knew nothing about ducks. So I'm like, ah, oh, just let them, let them free range out here, let them go. So I let them out that night. Then I'm looking online on how to how to care for ducks. And I'm looking at, and then I found out like how, just like chickens, predators will, you know, there'll be lunch for a predator in no time so i went out looking for him that night it was dark out couldn't find him i'm like oh no well, i hope something
4: doesn't get him
0: so roy's rescued ruby from the wilderness outside of ruby tuesdays only to let him outside in his own backyard which is a farm and no doubt full of coyotes raccoons all kinds of other predators. Will Ruby make it tonight? Find out after a word from our sponsors. Roy is a chef and he told me during our interview together that duck eggs are an exceptional quality egg. We have our nutrition tip of the month all about duck eggs. Thanks to our friends at Core Nutrition. Let's listen.
6: Duck. Duck. Chicken. Is there any reason why you should choose a duck egg over a chicken egg? I'll give you four reasons why you may want to switch from the chicken to the far superior duck egg today. Number one, duck eggs improve your pH. Everything we eat leaves either an acidic or alkaline ash, which affects our pH. Our body needs both, with the majority coming from alkaline foods. Ideally we want our pH to stay at 7 on the pH scale. Duck eggs leave our pH more alkaline, even though as an animal protein they're considered an acidic food. So duck eggs for breakfast anyone? Number two, iron. The safest form of iron is what we can get from dietary iron. Our body self-regulates absorption of iron when it comes from what we eat. Iron is essential for the formation of red blood cells that carry oxygen through our body. We generally need between 8 and 18 milligrams per day, and duck eggs contain almost 4 milligrams of iron per serving. Just one duck egg a day, and we've almost hit the mark. Number three, anti-inflammatory properties. Ducks that are grass-fed and can grub around and quack like a duck produce eggs that have anti-inflammatory properties such as choline, an essential nutrient that is utilized in cell formation which also supports liver detoxification and vital for muscle contraction. Without choline, the heart could not pump. Just one duck egg supplies almost half of the RDA or the recommended daily allowance. Number four. Allergies. Many who cannot eat chicken eggs are fine with duck eggs. Check your practitioner before cracking one open, but many have found their egg with a duck. Join my email list at mycornutrition.net and get another half dozen excellent reasons why duck eggs should be on your top 10 list, including how they can actually support digestion and heart health in a healthy diet. Do it today and get a bonus duck egg frittata recipe free. I'll see you next time.
0: If you go ahead and sign up for the email list at mycornutrition.net, you're going to get an email with that recipe, that duck egg frittata. It's actually a video recipe. You'll see in the entire video, step-by-step how to make this, two different cameras, how to cook it. If you want to learn how to cook healthy, it's a great site to make nutrition simple. Check out MyCoreNutrition.net. Roy's inside his house, wondering how Ruby's faring outside when his fiance returns home from work. Uh, did you warn your fiance? <laughs> no.
6: Nope. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact,
5: uh, it was funny because I got uh, I had sent her a picture of it like early in the day when he was on the front porch. I'm like, look, there's a duck here, you know, and then when she got home, I was I was going, well, remember that duck? <laughs> I kept him. <laughs> and actually, she was really cool because she, she goes, well, where is he? It's like, oh, he's outside somewhere. She goes, we got to find him. <laughs> so as soon as the sun came up the next morning we found him. He's right in the corn crib, which my, my neighbor raises cattle, so they have you know, they you know, they, they graze all the time, but he does have, you know, supplements their feed with corn and he was he was just hanging out in there So I found him, I brought him him in, didn't have an enclosure for him yet, so he was sitting in the house for a little while, for about a week, until I was able to build him a pen and, you know, and get get him a safe enclosure.
0: So Ruby spends the week living inside of Roy's home, alongside him and his fiancée, until Roy is able to finish his first duck house. Roy didn't realize it, but work on the ducklehead ranch had already officially begun.
5: You know, I always liked buying food from farmer's markets, from local, you know, when when you had, you know, fresh, local, available food. It's just so much better than the stuff that's been sitting on the supermarket shelf. And I love animals. I always have. And I like having critters around. So... You know, I'm doing research, and you yeah, know he was doing all right, but he was you could tell he was really lonely. Ducks are flock animals, and you really can't have one duck. I mean some people do with pets when they have the ducks with the diapers on them and they keep in the house and they live and work at home, and they 're around them twenty four seven you know then they you know then they'll imprint. Uh, but really, ducks need other ducks. Put an ad on Craigslist, and uh, yeah, I did do it in the farm and garden, but it was pretty much a personal ad for the duck.
0: That uh, how did that ad male seeking duck or?
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> almost, almost.
5: <laughs> Not quite, but I did. I did pretty much say that you know I have a you know I have a solo male duck and I'm looking for a female peek to you know for for a mate.
0: If that isn't <laughs> like the perfect FarmersOnly.com. Com. City yeah. folks just don't understand.
5: <laughs> uh, single white pecan
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Sick>. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> The personal ad worked. Soon, Ruby had himself a mate.
5: So the first duck was named Ruby, so I'm like, oh, I gotta call her Pearl. So, I, and it was funny, on the way home, I was hungry, so I went through the drive-thru. At the vet, and McDonald's and the girls at the drive-thru were like, losing There was like eight of them crowding around to see this duck in the back of the car. You know, brought her out to meet Ruby, and uh, they really hit it off, too. They, yeah, right now, too, they are inseparable. The two of them, you know, if all the ducks are in one place, sometimes Ruby and Pearl can go off on their own and do their own thing. Uh, Sometimes they're with the other ducks too, but they are like, you never see one of them without the other one right next to them. So they're, you know, they hit it, hit it right off.
0: Maybe you caught that. He mentioned the other ducks. Of course, once you buy two, you're going to buy more.
5: 15 went from one duck to 15.
0: So Roy has 15 ducks now, and he's already starting his own little Duck egg business.
5: It's now starting to get it, but like over the winter, I've been doing a lot of like a research, like looking how to market. I set up the Facebook page. I talked, you know, I you know went and talked to the health food stores. So I'm, you know, basically I'm going to be ready to go. You know, ma- you know, made up labels, ordered ordered the cartons, so I'll be ready to go as soon as they as soon as they're up to full production.
0: In Western Pennsylvania, where Roy lives right now, there's not a huge demand for duck eggs, but he's not afraid of that. He knows he can create one. Remember, Roy's a chef. He knows the difference in quality between a chicken egg and a duck egg.
5: As soon as Pearl started laying, I'm like, oh, I'll just try it over easy. I was oh my god, this is amazing.
0: Roy never planned on becoming a farmer. Remember, he's a gypsy. He likes traveling. He had just returned from a ski trip out west.
5: After going back out to Colorado, we are getting, you know, kind of getting antsy to get back out west again. I really loved it out there. It's really so Maybe
0: you're thinking, a farmer is someone who has to put down roots. Set up infrastructure. Get way down. It doesn't sound like a life that'll work for a gypsy. Don't worry. He might still be a gypsy. But ultimately, he's a duck person.
5: Maybe, maybe, maybe search, you know, possibly go out west. But yeah, that's going to be like, ducks are coming. You know, it's going to be, you know, going to keep the ducks. <laughs> I'm a duck guy now. It's... <laughs>
0: Thanks to Roy for taking the time to tell us the story of Ruby, Pearl, and the Ducklehead Ranch. We hope everything goes really good for Roy and his new duck business, and if you want to buy some duck eggs and you live in western Pennsylvania, check out the Ducklehead Ranch on Facebook. Roy is actually one of the Homesteady Pioneers. He helps keep the show going every month by giving us $5 a month to keep the lights on and keep producing the show. I asked Roy why he likes being a Homesteady Pioneer.
5: Oh, I love the extra content uh The extra content is great. The more business oriented information is just amazing uh, it's so much more than you get i mean the The regular podcast is great and it's informative and it's entertaining but the pioneer the pioneer content is just so much more informative, especially if you're uh, business minded and trying to make at least a little money off of this. It's really helpful. Just once a month isn't isn't enough of my homesteady fix. I need more than that <laughs>
0: do you feel the same way as Roy? Is just once a month not enough Homesteady for you? Head on over to thisishomesteady.com. Click on this episode. You'll see on the sidebar there's a picture of two white goats. Click that. It says become a pioneer. It's $5 a month. You get a bonus episode of the podcast. It's the in-depth episode. This month's bonus episode is a really deep dive into how to make ducks not gross and work for your farm homesteading pioneers also get a weekly video showing you live from our farm what's going on and giving you tips that we've learned along this homesteading journey to make your life a little easier on your homestead and they get a letter from me every friday just telling them what's going on on the farm chatting with them if homesteading once a month isn't enough head on over and become a pioneer So both Pack, Lauren, and Roy all kind of fell quickly into the world of ducks. Our next guests, things were quite the opposite. In fact, they researched for months before making the decision on ducks as the first livestock on their farm. I figured they'd be the perfect people to tell us why ducks are better than chickens, at least in the eyes of all you crazy duck people.
7: We are officially recording. Official, yeah. um, we actually have some ducks in the background, so if you hear some strange noises, that would be... Um, that would be you ducks. might
0: recognize Aaron's voice there.
7: Aaron Von Frank.
8: And I'm Susan Von Frank.
7: And we're the uh, co-founders of Grow Journey, and our ducks are introducing themselves in the background. A little bit, that's Sir Winston Duckbill.
0: We interviewed him back at the end of last summer about turning your lawn into a garden. Aaron and Susan have done that, and they've even started a farm business, Grow Journey who you guys hear me talk about. We share the Grow Journey gardening tip of the month. They are proud supporting partners of Study. I called them up not to talk about Grow Journey today, but actually to ask them about why they chose ducks over chickens. I didn't choose Aaron and Susan because they're some hardcore, duck-farming, number-crunching people. In fact, their ducks are kind of treated a little bit more like pets. Between those two,
7: we take really good care of our animals. I mean, they are production animals, but they're, they're such funny goofy animals uh, that and they're actually really really sweet so you do
8: take them to the vet if they get sick yeah. i mean they're and so your we're so- accountant friend would give that a definite thumbs down just because yeah, going to an evening sure. that's very expensive <laughs> yeah. that's so-
7: true we
0: all know accountant mike wouldn't suggest that any of us take ducks to the vet the numbers just wouldn't add up but for you duck people it's not about the numbers but, right yeah, everyone i've interviewed has like named all their ducks And loves loves the ducks. They talk
7: about the personality
0: of the ducks.
7: Oh Um,
0: yeah. This supposed to be a duck thing.
7: Yeah, I think yeah. With us, we we actually had no idea how much personality ducks had. You think of like a a bird brain, and you think of this kind of stupid animal. That's
8: Svetlana uh, is not stupid. uh, Yeah,
7: we have we have our our queen duck is Svetlana, and that's very much the pet duck who comes inside and watches movies. Her favorite uh, movie is the documentary, um, which is all about ducks. So she loves watching that on the couch with us. Gets a little old for us, but she, she never seems to, to really uh, stop enjoying it.
0: Yeah, guys, we all get it. Ducks have this incredible personality. We get it. But are there real factual reasons, things that we can put real numbers to that make ducks a good decision for a homesteader? Before I call up accountant Mike, I gotta know this. Otherwise, we have no chance. I knew I could count on Aaron and Susan for this factual data. Because both of them are big time researchers. When you do something over at Tyrant Farms, I have have a guess just from the bit that I've gotten to know you, Aaron, over the last six months.
7: Do you ever do anything on a whim Hmm, that's a good question. Probably not. We usually tend to research stuff a bit and think about it.
8: Yes, Doc's took a... I think think we did about six months of researching and then... That's
0: what you call leading the witness. I know that Aaron is a researcher. Talking to him last time, listening to him talk about the science behind soil. I know this guy likes to read. He likes to study. What I didn't know is that Susan, well, she's even more of a researcher. Both researchers by nature... Yes.
7: Uh, I think Susan might even be more so than me because she's got the (laughs) the biology background on her. Oh, I didn't know that.
8: I've got a degree in biology, but I also worked in medical research at a medical university. I was trained well.
0: (laughs) Susan got into this field because of her sister.
8: My sister, whom I love, is a doctor. And I think some of it was just looking up to my big sister. I do have a fascination with the outdoors and with nature and science and... I loved chemistry, I love labs.
0: I love chemistry, I love labs. Accountant Mike, look out, we've met your match.
8: I'm much more a hands-on learner. I learned something much better by doing it than by learning about it in a classroom.
7: I think you're just preparing for ducks, really.
8: Originally, my plan was to go to medical school, but my senior year of college, I decided that I I didn't love what, what I had experienced working under doctors. It wasn't something that I was really excited about, and I knew if I was going to spend four more years, two of them pretty much buried in books in a library and come out of school with six figures in debt, it better be something I really like. I stepped away from it. The most frustrating thing for me, actually, as a science major... It's one thing to learn things in a classroom, but it's another thing to have a practical application for them, if that makes sense. So just because I'm learning about stuff in microbiology, different bacteria, and it was always frustrating to me that it was mostly just memorization because there wasn't a practical application. Like I, I, I couldn't see how it was going to be useful to me.
0: I don't think this problem with education is limited to the field of biology and medicine. I think lots of us felt this way even through just middle and high school. I remember looking at algebra equations and wondering, when am I ever going to need this? Without practical application of the things we're learning, we really have no reason to remember them other than to pass a test. I think this is a huge challenge to the education system, but I'll save this rant for another time, maybe an episode on homeschooling. Susan decided it was time to leave school and get started with life.
8: It was a long, twisty path, I guess.
0: She became a personal trainer. And at the gym, she met Aaron.
8: He was working out at the gym where I worked.
7: Yeah, got married, got a house.
8: That was, like, not all, not, like, right away, obviously.
7: This is the
0: abbreviated (laughs) version of the story. They got married, they bought a house, and they started planting plants. And then... Susan found herself using her biology knowledge in a real-world application, which she really wanted all along.
8: So for me, research is a lot about having enough information to make a good-informed decision. To making sure you're not just reading from from one source. Look at opinions from a bunch of different people. Like when we were building our duck pond, you know, I, I read lots of message
7: boards. There's a military thing to this too. Where I basically I have three sources of uh, to kind of confirm something as being true. Just because someone tells you something or because you read it on a blog here doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, it's true. Try to corroborate it and make sure it makes sense and ideally has some good peer-reviewed research behind it if that's even possible. Before you
0: got your ducks, you researched for six months, you said, about ducks, correct? Yeah.
7: yeah I wouldn't say we spent an entire... We, no, we, we, we anyways, were, it were was going... just kind
8: of on and off researching <laughs> and then, you know, I'd spend like a few days trying to come up with a plan yeah. for the coop and then we go do something else. and.
7: We had the moment where we said, we're going to get ducks and before, you know, it was six months between that moment and the moment we actually got ducks. So yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't intensive study during that period of time. Yeah, no. So I don't want to scare people <laughs> didn't too much. You dedicate
0: six months of your life to the studies of the duck, but I get it. Let's talk about the research you did. Why did you decide ducks versus chickens? Why should someone like me decide to bring ducks back on, homes, on homestead or get them in the first place?
7: For us, we live in the Southeast. So all you
0: future duck people, get out your notepads because we're about to sum up six months of research on the duck, boil it down, and tell you why you should forget chickens and get yourself some ducks. Are you ready? Here we go. Reason number one, they're hardy, weather-tolerant animals.
7: You know, heat tolerance, both uh, ducks and chickens are great. But when it comes to cold tolerance, ducks are uh, superior. I mean, ducks, frankly, the colder... They have
8: big, fluffy, down coats. Yeah, you
7: know, the colder and wetter they are, it is outside, the more a duck loves it. We have friends that have chickens too, and the, you know their chickens are hating life whenever it's cold and wet out. So our our ducks are just like, you know, more of this. <laughs> you know, snow, ice, rain, they want to be outside in it. and The colder, the better.
0: So if you have weather extremes, they're a good option. Reason number two... Egg-laying lifespan.
7: Yeah, you know, a chicken is going to be really efficient for about one to two years, whereas a duck's going to be at least two to three years. And as far as total production of eggs, you're looking at potentially up up to 50 plus pounds of eggs per year for a duck versus the max of a chicken is going to be about 34. So
8: some of that being egg size taken. Yeah, account.
7: egg size is somewhat a consideration. They actually lay more eggs too. So take note of how Aaron quantified
0: that. He said pounds of eggs. He wasn't talking about the number of eggs, but the amount. So for a family doing this to provide food for their family, their homestead, you're going to get more weight of eggs compared to a chicken. But if you're selling per egg basis, this is not necessarily going to benefit you if you're not making the money you need off of those eggs. They also will lay more eggs than chickens. So in that way, you will make a little bit more money selling duck eggs. Point number four,
7: immediately usable Manure. If you put chicken poop uh, directly on your plants, it will burn your plants. It gives it fertilizer burn due to the high nitrogen content, whereas with ducks, it doesn't have that. You can actually put it directly on your plants. It's Uh, much
8: more watery poop.
7: It can be used instantly as a fertilizer or in your compost and whatnot. With uh, chicken poop, you're going to have to compost it, and sometimes that can take up to a year, depending on how you're composting.
0: This is a pretty cool point. If you think about chicken manure, you take that out of your coop, and then you have to bring it to a compost pile. You have to age it and you have to turn it. Only then can you actually use it. You can take out about half of the work with duck manure. You can instantly apply it.
8: Before we dug our pond, we did have a pool that we had to dump every day. So we bought a small little sump pump and we hooked it up to our garden hose and and we watered our plants with it.
7: Yeah, it's a good way to clean out your, your pond if you wanna do that setup. So just basically, you know, if you're gonna water your garden.
8: We got one of those pre-form in-ground ponds. They're a little more expensive than a baby pool. It holds as much water and it's a little more attractive because you can sink it below your, below your ground and you can dress it out. Yep, yeah. You can just get a little pump. We got ours from Lowe's. You can hook it up to your garden hose and we pumped it right out onto our plants.
0: So this is a really big positive in the duck column. Using a sump pump, to pump out that dirty water, and at the same time, watering and nourishing your plants with that manure, that's a big plus because you're going to have to clean that water out anyway every day because, as you know, ducks are going to make it gross. The next reason to get ducks over chickens, mortality.
7: Um, Mortality rate's another one. So if you look at it, uh, on average, ducks is going to be about 0 to 3% per year. Um, and versus the chickens, gonna be about five to 25 percent uh, per year. Yeah. So that's wow. pretty big difference. Disease, parasite resistance, stuff like that. So, more eggs, less
0: death, usable poop. Is there anything negative about these animals? What are the negatives to ducks versus chickens? Are there any areas where the chickens are gonna beat the ducks?
8: One thing that we've experienced is that. Not as many people in the United States keep ducks and there's not as much information. Like there's lots of information about chickens. There's um, backyardchickens.com, which is, does have really good duck boards, but it's primarily chickens. Um, right. It's been harder for us to find organic duck food.
0: So that's it. Those are the only two things they could think of that were worse about ducks than chickens. That and the whole brooding mess, dirty water but we all understand that pretty well at this point. I don't have to go on. So overall, considering everything, what is the biggest reason that you should have ducks on your homestead?
8: Um, why should you get ducks?
7: I would do it as, uh, I would actually say it is it is a quality of life and educational thing. I would not necessarily look at it as, you know, I'm going to save a ton of money. So the quality of life for me, <laughs> the, the, the eggs I consider to be delicious, like a delicacy. Uh, it's very hard to find organic duck eggs. It's very easy to find organic chicken eggs. You can do that a lot easier. So you get healthier food, basically a pet that's also a production animal or potentially a pet if you want that, or and you get to learn a ton about you know wildlife, about biology um, as a result of that. Overall, I consider them to be sort of a, a mood lifter. So if you're having a kind of a whatever bad experience, something like that, you go out and just look at your ducks and you're gonna guaranteed to have a...
8: You can um, get a hug from Svetlana. Yeah, you can
7: get a good duck hug or a duck she, pet. She her. does
8: give good hugs. All animals on Tyrant Farms are, are, are... They serve a purpose, but part of the purpose that they serve is also just is being a pet.
7: So maybe it's and like a... a it's like a little life. Maybe to sum it up very succinctly, it's like a small dog that poops eggs. So anyway, maybe that's not very attractive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that,
4: that
0: does. So a small dog that poops eggs, that's what I'm going to take into account at Mike right after we listen to the Grow Journey Gardening Tip of the Month. And this month's gardening tip is actually going to be read by Aaron. The Grow Journey Gardening Tip of the Month.
7: So uh, at Grow Journey, we do a tip of the month. This is basically a gardening tip that anybody can access on our blog because we really want to educate people about organic and permaculture gardening and farming. So our most recent tip, uh, which our ducks are are chirping about in the background happily, is all about no-till organic gardening methods. And one of the big ones that we uh, highly recommend is using uh, top dressing your beds with mulch. Um, whether that's wood chips or leaves or just you know, lots of different things you can use, and that basically helps r- drastically reduce weeds, increases fertility, um, improves soil moisture. Uh, there's a whole host of proven reasons why this is a you know, much much better than going with the tilled gardening approach. Uh, you know, we don't ever plow, we hardly ever pull weeds. Um, the weeds we do have are typically edible, so we eat them or give them to our ducks. And our plants are you know much much healthier. We don't have to water hardly at all. Uh, we never add fertilizer so there's a, a lot of different reasons from a cost and time standpoint that it makes a lot of sense to do this so we get to it in a lot more detail and provide the scientific research behind it on our blog so if anyone's interested in learning more about how to do that on your garden and your homestead or even on your farm um, we have that information there in our blog so check out our tip of the month uh, from actually march of 2016.
0: so head on over to growjourney.com check out the tip of the month and sign up for Grow Journey's free trial you get one month of free seeds shipped to your door, all guaranteed organic, good quality seed. You can start that in your garden. And if you like it, keep it going. Why should you join Grow Journey? As Aaron puts it,
7: we make organic gardening simple. Um, that's that's what we do. That's That's our mission.
0: <laughs> organic gardening made simple. Head on over to Grow Journey and check it out. At this point, we've all heard about the amazing personality of the duck, this wonderful animal that's like a little dog that poops eggs and tickles your hand with its bill, and maybe that swept you off your feet. And if that's so, I'm sorry for you. There is someone, though, who absolutely will not be swept off his feet by any of that information. No, he cares just for the numbers. And at this point in the podcast, we can't really put the call off any further. It's time to see what Accountant Mike thinks about this duck idea. Everybody, we're here with Accountant Mike. It is late in tax season, uh, so we are not going to keep him long tonight because we know he's firing off, uh, telling people how much they owe the government. So let me catch you up to speed here. For those of you who don't know, this is Accountant Mike. And each episode, we give him a call and ask him whether or not these homesteading endeavors and dreams that we have really are a good idea, financially speaking. He doesn't care about feelings. He doesn't care about fuzzy creatures. He cares about numbers. So I explain the situation to Mike. Ducks are a lot like chickens. And in this episode, we're approaching it through the egg-laying side of things. So this is not much different than our egg laying chicken episode, which just a few months back, Mike doubled down confirmed no, egg laying chickens are not a good way to make money or to save money or good idea, period, in his mind. So convincing him that egg laying ducks were going to be any different, animals that need even more care and maintenance, well, Well, it's it's got an uphill battle. One of the problems with ducks is uh, it's kind of like a newer trend in the homesteading world. So there's not a a lot Mm -hmm. of great data on ducks yet, at least not for free online. And I never kept data when we had ducks for the couple months that we did. Uh, So what I decided we would do tonight, we're approaching this as an egg-laying enterprise, which I know you're already not a big fan of. Right. We're going to break this down based off our chicken numbers. Uh, except for we're going to kind of just twist it a little bit for ducks. And the first number right off the bat that I know you're not going to be a big fan of is that if egg-laying chickens cost us about $4 per egg, ducks actually
9: need more feed per egg right out of the gate. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) to produce an egg, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Well, let's go. So Mike was thinking to himself, Listen, I already told you, egg-laying animals, not a great way to make money. What are we doing talking about this? He was pretty
9: much ready to write this off entirely. Unless there's something super different about duck eggs, I guess that's where we should should start. Like, Then there is something
0: super different about duck eggs, and that's why I'm calling you at all on April 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, depending on where you live, and this is a big depending duck eggs can fetch a really really high price in our area there's a health food store that's about 20 minutes from us that uh-huh. sells a dozen duck eggs for 16 dollars a dozen oh well that's pretty good but here's the problem not everyone can expect sixteen per dozen. I talked to one right. of, one of the guys in this interview. He lives out in Pennsylvania near Kendra's parents, uh-huh. and uh, he is selling them right now for like three fifty a dozen. Oh God! Because they're a weird item, some people don't know yeah. the benefit of them. So sure. it's almost like if you're not in an area where people are educated about it, or there's no like need for it. You're going to essentially be raising a more expensive chicken.
9: Right. Well, yeah, if there's no demand for it, then how are you going to charge a premium for it? Yes, exactly. So
0: let's let's run the numbers. This is an age old advertising problem. If you have a product that people don't know that they need, then they're not going to buy it unless you let them know why they need it. That's why Apple showed us in its TV commercials for the iPhone what we could do with it. It showed swiping and showing constellations, all those fancy videos they made of people using the iPhone because none of us really thought we needed a smartphone or a really giant smartphone until we saw it. That's what you future duck farmers need to do. You need to show people why these are better quality products and why they should pay more for them, why they need them. That's your job. Accountant Mike's job is to tell you whether or not you're gonna be able to make money off that. And he had some really good advice. Ducks are going to be laying their first eggs at 16 weeks. Versus chickens, 18 weeks. So you get into the game a couple weeks earlier. Their efficient production life is a whole year past chickens. So chickens are like one to two years. Ducks are going to get two to three years. Okay. Your total production is going to be 30 to 50 pounds of eggs per year and that's pounds okay. uh, versus chickens right. which are yielding like 20 to 30 pounds per year. So you're okay. going to get more. Now here's the thing. Overall, ducks totally beat chickens in the productivity category. Accountant Mike saw that quickly.
9: Yeah, they seem better everywhere. Yeah.
0: And one other note, I explained to Mike how hardy ducks are, how they have low mortality rates, that they're disease resistant. The worst thing about ducks, they are messy that's great (laughs) so there is a gross factor now it was time to talk about inputs and outputs a duck needs 2.5 pounds of feed per egg whereas a chicken only needs two pounds of feed per egg on average here's the thing a duck will produce more pounds of eggs each year than a chicken so would this check out in favor of the duck or was it a wash?
9: Uh, those, those are really big spreads, so it's hard to say. I mean, you're putting 25% more feed into the duck to get an egg. But like... If you compared a top-rated
0: duck versus a top-rated chicken, 50 to 30. Because you can look at the breeds. This is kind of a general right. idea. But if you pick the two best breeds that you know are going to do great, would it be right.
9: worth... Are you actually coming out ahead? Or does that extra input in and yeah. feed... no. No, you definitely come out ahead. Because if a uh, if the top of the range, top of the line chicken, like the premium model chicken <laughs> lays thirty pounds of eggs, right? Yeah. You're putting twenty five percent more into the duck. Twenty five percent more of thirty would be uh would be it's 30, it's wow, it's late. <laughs> is less than forty pounds. <laughs> so that means if, you, if you've if you got a duck, you're putting 25% more in and you're getting 50 pounds of eggs out of it. You're you're ahead on the duck for sure okay. if it's a top performer. So
0: overall, if you can stand the management and the mess, it seems like right. duck is definitely a better thing than a chicken. If you had to pick one to
9: put on your apartment balcony, which would it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't like dealing with mess, so that's hard, but... From just a pure, if you're just gonna like plug your nose and deal with it, it seems like ducks are much more economically viable. All right. So, ducks get the one up versus
0: the chickens economically viable. It's funny, I started this episode out like hating ducks because we had ducks and they were gross. And honestly, doing all these interviews has, you know, done what usually these episodes do to me get me all excited about the idea again and wanna do it again. So, um, I'm kind of... Well, wait a second. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Is this, is it happening to me? No. I was very clear to Pac-Man. Don't ever get ducks. This was canon. Not me. I'll, I'll be strong. Yeah, yeah. I'll be okay. More efficient way. I'll really set up a good system. Um, so I could keep better numbers, and we could really get a good read on whether or not. I could actually make money from my ducks. Uh, I think in this area, my ducks, I I just said my ducks, um, guys, somebody please write me an email, remind me that they're the worst. Aust at this homesteady.com, send that email right now,
9: warn me. Like, I don't see a good way for chicken eggs to make money, but this one at least like seems to have... This has got some potential to it, especially if you're in an area where you can charge a premium for it. How could you steer the
0: homesteader out there who's thinking about maybe getting into this on more of a business end of things? What should they look for to identify a market that they could bring a premium
9: to? What what should they be looking for? Well, they have to look if there's an existing marketplace, uh, like a, and by marketplace I mean. Is there a farmer's market where people are selling premium stuff? Is there a, like, fresh, uh, like, whole good-for-you supermarket-type thing that they can go to? It was a pretty nice way of not saying
0: a brand on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) If some kind of trader happens to be in your area named Joseph and he wants
9: to... (laughs) It, yeah, are are you seeing that? Does it exist anywhere? Identify that first, and then uh, with something like this, especially when you're trying to get in with a premium product, start small. I would assume this is not going to be the sort of thing where you're going to you know have as many ducks as you can handle, and you know get tons of eggs out of them, and you're going to sell hundreds of dozens of these eggs. Like I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So start small. Get the fewest number of ducks that you can. Figure out some sort of system to deal with this awful poop. And then <laughs> if you end up with like a point where you can have a dozen duck eggs a week, and if you can get to that point, can you move that much inventory? And can you move that much inventory for profit? Cool. And if you can do that, scale it up slow. But this, at least what's good about this versus the chicken eggs, this is something that can be viable at a very small scale, whereas chicken eggs really is... Really is not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. it's Like you you could have a setup where you're not growing, where you're harvesting one or two dozen duck eggs a week and you could potentially make money on it. And that'd
0: be nice. I mean, that's not chump change. If you're making thirty bucks a week off your ducks, they're not costing sure. you they're not gonna cost you thirty bucks a week. That's pretty sweet.
9: No. No.
4: Yeah.
0: All right. So definitely good advice to the business minded homesteader who's gonna set up get you know get in on the market even a small level overall gut factor
9: is ducks getting a thumbs up or a thumbs down Mm, i don't know if i can give it either (laughs) i won't give it a thumbs down how about that all right that's not too bad so here's the thing i think the advice you just gave i think that's exactly
0: what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this year and i'm gonna prepare for ducks like really figure out how to handle the mess and the grossness and I'm going to see if I can drum up a market for it before I even get them. And then yeah. next year, we'll we'll do what we did with chickens. We'll revisit ducks. I'll have some hard numbers. And uh, we'll see if we can actually turn that not a thumbs down into a thumbs up. <laughs> sure. Let's see what happens. All right, bro. Well, we know you got taxes do. these last two years, you guys have shared a lot of moments with me along this podcast. You just shared another one. I have been abducted. This month's Accountant Mike Breakdown was brought to you by the Homesteady Pioneers, who helped us meet our goal of 50 New Pioneers just this month we hit our goal 50 new pioneers and to celebrate we're inviting all you homesteady pioneers to a live recording of an upcoming episode of homesteading it's going to be an ask us anything episode me and accountant mike will be hanging out having drinks and answering all your questions whatever you want to ask us fire away if you're a homesteady pioneer you'll get an invitation to that it's a webinar sorry we're not ready for the whole in-person thing yet If you'd like to ask us a question, please submit it to aust at thisishomestudy.com. And don't worry, everyone will get to hear that episode. But if you want to join us for the live event, become a pioneer at thisishomestudy.com. In case you're wondering if you've been abducted, I have a short quiz for you to take. Answer these three questions and you'll know whether or not you have been abducted. A, have you ever taken a duck inside of your home
7: to live there like a person? They were uh, brooding them in the tub. In the that the was bathtub. the worst thing
4: ever. We so kept this the ducks must a- have.
7: All right, this That's must be very much the pet duck who comes inside and watches movies. Her favorite uh, movie is the documentary, um, which is all about ducks. So she loves watching that on the couch. Yeah. Level. So
5: he was sitting in the house for a little while for about a week until I was able to build him a bed. And I've got actually a picture of him camped out by a kerosene heater inside the house.
0: B. Do you have ridiculously cutesy names for every single one of your ducks? Snowball
5: and Marshmallow.
2: Jackson, Skipper, and White Duck became Svetlana. And then we have Dewey and Egbert, and that's because it's coffee.
5: You watch Game of Thrones? No. One of the characters has three dragons, so I named them after the dragons. Syrian Drogon, and Rhaegal. <laughs>
7: And We also had uh, we had Lady Margaret Thrasher, but she is no longer with she us. She
8: unfortunately passed. We have we have one Drake, and his name is Sir Winston Duckbill. Um, we started off raising ducks when we began watching Down Abbey. So, um, and then we
2: have Ben Affleck.
4: And I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to come
2: up with something duck themed.
0: And C, do you refer to yourself
7: as a duck person? I got to be a, uh, a duck parent during a nice snow and ice storm. Because we're,
2: we're duck people now, so we're like, they're
7: not all ducks. <laughs> I'm a duck guy now. It's...
0: <laughs> if you've answered all three of these questions, yes, then I don't think I have to tell you. You're a duck person. You've been abducted. You've let these creatures control you. These creatures you love so much, and yet describe like this.
2: Um, ducks are the worst.
7: You just look at them, they're, they're just ridiculous looking animals. They're the worst, they're gross, they're ugly. I and mean, they look like sort of this weird platypus. Ducks are goofy,
5: you know?
0: I'm afraid there's no coming back from this. I can't offer you any help. What I can offer you It's a chance to announce your stance to the world. Because we're excited to announce, we have a special t-shirt designed for all you crazy duck people. I had a custom designed, abducted t-shirt made by our friend Brooks Eggleston. He's a character designer. He made the Homesteady logo. And now he's made this abducted t-shirt, which is just awesome. So head on over to thisishomestudy.com. You'll see in the sidebar a big picture of a girl wearing the abducted tee. There's lots of options. There's t-shirts. There's hoodies. This t-shirt is fantastic. It looks great. I love the design that Brooks came up with. And if you buy it, you will be helping to support the show and announcing to the world your status as someone who's been abducted. If you pass this test, or if you think you may sometime in the future, head on over and check out that t-shirt. And we will be giving one of these t-shirts away. All you have to do is share this episode and hashtag it abducted. And that's spelled A-B-D-U-C-K-T-E-D. Guys, I had a fantastic time working on this episode. I literally made a 180 degree turn through the production of it, starting off the show thinking I wouldn't even need Accountant Mike to come on and give us a thumbs down, and now at the end getting talked into it, partially by Accountant Mike himself, looking for good data. Thank you so much to everyone who played a part in what is now our longest episode of Homestead yet. This was the fan request number one. More people asked for a duck episode than anything else. And we want you guys to know that we listen to you, our fans. So make noise over on social media. And remember, hashtag it abducted so we can hear you. One of you will get a free abducted t-shirt. All you got to do is hashtag it abducted and I'll pick whichever one I like the best. We have a fantastic interview coming up in our next episode of Homestudy. I had a great opportunity to interview Cody from the Wrangler Star channel on YouTube. Look forward to that interview coming. And of course, until then,
4: remember, the road is rocky. Make homesteady.